0: Friday night in our house, and these fellas in the lock room next to us, they want to come in here and they want to dance around on our field and think they can walk off of the wind. They want to have a party in our house. Why well, I say we give them a fist fight?
1: Is there anything more satisfying than sitting down on your favorite couch, taking a long and frankly elegant hit our 3 from your water bomb, looking at your dog Liberty in the mouth? Having a long and serious sip of some of that sweet, sweet strawberry milk, thinking about having sex for the first time, and then cracking open a tattered copy of your personal bible, Atlas Shrugged. There isn't. It's the most satisfying thing in the whole world, and it's comforting. Personal responsibility is for liberal cucks. You're here to drink that milk, fantasize sexually about your own parents, and earn an income by your own hard work. Who is John Galt? He's you. This message was paid for by the Rand Objectivist Society of Men Who Can't Stay Hard. Pick up a copy of Atlas Shrugged today at fine booksellers everywhere. I hate myself and as a result act out and tell people that I don't like immigrants even though I've never met one. Please don't look at my Pornhub account.
2: Introducing Kraft Natural Cheese Crumbles.
3: The crumb believable.
2: New Kraft Crumbles. Intense nuggets of real Kraft cheese crumbled right off the block to give your favorite foods the big cheese taste you love. That
1: big cheese taste that blows you away. The crumb believable.
2: New Kraft Crumbles. Good. They're crumb believable. And try New Kraft Crumbles and three cheese and mozzarella.
1: Hi, this is Sarah Palin. This is the time when conservatives must stand up and fight against the big government policies of President Obama and Democrats in Congress. No one is a more forceful leader than my friend, John McCain. Every day, John is fighting the president's radical plan to put Washington bureaucrats in charge of your health care. It's John McCain who is fighting for transparency and against backroom sweetheart deals. If we have a chance to stop the Democrats in Congress and the White House, it's because John McCain is leading that charge. Standing up for true conservatives. Standing up for Arizona. John McCain.
2: Character matters.
0: John McCain is Arizona's last line
1: of defense.
2: Well then, it sounds like Arizona is fucked. John McCain is a total piece of shit and when he dies I'll invite you all over to my place for mozzarella sticks. To celebrate, we will have both marinara sauce and ranch dressing. Have you tried that combo? It's smoking. LOL sorry, just a little reference to the mask. I love that movie. I'm sure the Cuban Pete sketch has aged well. Anyways. Welcome back to another episode of Humor and the Abject, you nasty little screedlers. I can't believe it's already episode 11. My name is Staffan Lee, and I'm the manager of the podcast. Your host is Sean J. Patrick Carney. Today's episode is sponsored by a maverick who is about to get kicked in the teeth by uncompromising death. It's also sponsored by a psychotic racist Alaskan ghoul of a woman who makes the sound of her O's too round, as well as Kraft Cheese's multiple types of cheese, and a little book called Atlas Shrugged. If you read it, you turn into a bitcoin and will learn how to talk to women. Let's turn it over to Sean before I shoot my mouth off again about how awesome it is that John McCain is probably going to be dead before the 16th anniversary of 9-11. Oh my god. He is going to be so dead. Ha 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 ha. Fuck him. Fuck his family. Come at me, bro.
3: Uh, I'm Ira Glass. Welcome to Jackass. It's uh, episode 11 of the Humor and the Abject podcast. Thank you all for joining me again. It was really exciting last week to have a twofer where I had well, I, it was a, a threefer. I had Tynan and DeLong and Lorelai Ramirez on one episode, and then a surprise guest, Rachel Hyman, who was visiting from Chicago. So shout out to Rachel, as I mentioned last week, for taking a taxi cab directly from LaGuardia with all of her luggage and coming in here and knocking on a podcast with me before going to dinner with a friend. Um, this week, I've got a very special guest. His name is Bowen Yang, and he's a comedian, an actor, a producer. He studied, and I wanna talk about this, I think chemistry. Uh, you've seen him on Broad City in the Outs. He creates and produces comedy shows like Live on Broad like Homo High. Uh, He's a member of the sketch group Pop Roulette and has been featured on College Humor, Mashable, Above Average, The Onion News Network, and his podcast, which we're definitely going to talk about, Las Culturistas, which he co-hosts with comedian Matt Rogers, was named one of the best podcasts of 2017 by Esquire, and Time Out New York called it, quote, addictively bitchy. End quote. Uh, It's a hilarious show. I can't recommend it highly enough, and it keeps me smiling like a real idiot when I'm on the subway. Uh, So... Welcome, Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Bone. Welcome, Bone. Welcome, Bone. Hi. Welcome, Bone Yang, to Humor in the Abject. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Sean? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for coming and joining me today. Thanks I know that you're a very, very busy person. Um,
4: uh, performatively busy, yeah. <laughs> I really have, I've really just, um, retreated and withdrawn lately and just, like, Said no to shows like respectfully and politely, yeah, yeah. like 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 Sam Taggart, my friend, um, has love this great Sam. show. Yes, love Sam. He co-hosts the show Future Forms, which is a great um, Brooklyn alt show. And um, he's he was like, I know you hate. Ch- I th- this is I mean, this is sort of uh you know proceeding this is just part of my reputation now in this moment is that I he goes I know you hate shows but <laughs> will you will you do this and I said no because yeah right now in this sort of seasonal stretch like I do there are there are times when I'll go w- without where I just don't like just the stress of like going up and performing which I know is so anathema to like what we do but anyway that is just my way of saying um that
3: yeah, I've just been in this headspace where I've been like withdrawn and
4: stuff. And so I'm not that busy.
1: <laughs> well,
3: I think it's I think it's wonderful to uh allow yourself some time off here and there. Sure. And to and to say no. Because yeah. it's very easy to constantly be saying yes and it's it gets to be pretty unhealthy, I feel like, and, and we're expected in New York, right, to to be extremely busy. Yep. Um which I just accused you of right <laughs> yeah, off the you bat. Did, you um did. <laughs> so thank you for Thank you for being an anomaly with that. Of course. Um, Bone, are you originally from New York? I'm not. um, I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. My sisters live in Denver. Really? Sisters plural?
4: Yes. Oh, great. Great. They're roommates. Oh, that's lovely. They live in Wash Park. Wash Park. That's the cool part of town. Is it? It is. I mean, it's uh, it's sort of the um, unofficial, like, quote unquote, cool park. I mean, there's a city park, and that's sort of more sort of embedded into the actual urban area, but... Wash Park is in these like nice hip suburbs that are just outside the city. Um oh that's a gr- that's great.
3: What do they do? Uh well they're one of them is uh, Quinn. Uh-huh. Quinn is an elementary school teacher. Great. And Mora is a social worker. Oh, great. And they've been, they used to live in Seattle together. Uh-huh. And then they split up. Mora went to Canada. Okay. In Vancouver, BC. Great. Quinn moved to Denver. Okay. And then they just couldn't be apart any longer. And Mora moved there. And I just saw them in January. Uh-huh. Uh, went out there for work and to stay and they live in this cute little house very close to the park okay and yeah, uh-huh. I got to walk around I saw some ducks yep uh, lots of amazing things in their neighborhood and had a really nice time and I'm going back to Colorado for Christmas great the folks will be there the folks are yes. coming to wash park yes that's and great <laughs> I think we're going to Salida
4: oh gosh I don't know <laughs> is that a township it's, is that
3: <laughs> it's a town that has uh, a lot of art galleries that I think have rusted metal and lawn kind of stuff in them that I'm (laughs) looking forward to visiting. That's great. You know, I never gave Denver its cultural
4: shot. Like I wrote it off as a place that was just tailored specifically. Like when I grew up there, the culture, at least around the suburbs, was just to like be into sports and be outdoorsy. And I just was not that person at the time. Um, and now I've grown into just liking and and enjoying skiing and, you know, hikes and all that. But yeah, I, I've written Denver off for a while as like a very, um, athletic, crunchy place. Mm -hmm. And I just was, I just completely dismissed that. And then I was like, well, I'm going to school in New York, so I'm leaving all this behind.
3: Yeah. Did you leave, uh, right after high school?
4: Right after high school, I went to NYU, Mm -hmm. um, where I was roommates with my sister. And uh, we lived in the East Village, and she sort of chaperoned me for a while um, until she left when she graduated. And then I sort of had my like delayed springer in New York. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if it, it, it felt like that, I was like, oh, I don't have this like, this, you know, m- uh, monitoring person hovering over me. I love her. I love her still. But, no, of um, course, but, yes. Yes. but yeah, but yeah, that was. Um, that was that was fun. But yeah, I've been in New York for school since. Haven't haven't budged at all. It's been like nine yeah, I'm on my ninth year. In of New school. York. Oh. Uh, in New York. New York. Ninth oh, okay. year of school. I wish.
3: <laughs> and you were you were studying Chemistry. Chemistry. Uh-huh. I Wait, was a, did I say biology at the beginning? Oh. No, I, I said chemistry. You said chemistry, okay. you got it right.
4: And yeah. I n I don't even particularly it doesn't phase me when people get confused for something else. But yeah, <laughs> I um studied chemistry and um it was good. I, I I felt like I was good at it. And uh, by the end, like my senior year, I think as a whole was just very like, just existentially um, um, really scary for me because I was like, I don't think I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was like, I've made a huge mistake. Uh, and then I spent like the year after college, the first year after college sort of Trying to pick up the pieces and see what I could do with with all these things that I just like amassed and accumulated over these four years of being in New York and n- kind of like not really giving um, myself like this 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 chance to, like do what I wanted. So yeah. Anyway, that's and a really long winded
3: answer of saying what yes was, to be was in it New York that you while. wanted to do? Was it comedy?
4: Yeah. So I was um so at NYU I was uh, on an improv group that was uh, through the school and. Uh, I was sort. I was the anomaly in that sort of mini micro community where I was the only person not studying, you know, film, TV, writing, uh, acting, what have you. Uh, and so everyone was like, "Oh, Bowen, you're a doctor!" Like just the <clears throat> by, by virtue of being in in the liberal arts school rather than the arts school, <laughs> um, uh, people would just sort of like. Paint me as this like hyper intellectual academic person, which um, <laughs> which was yeah, which was funny. Which school at NYU were you in? Uh, so there's the College of Arts and Science, and that's sort of the broad like liberal arts school where they have every you know your your classical liberal, liberal arts programs, and then Tisch was the art school where I just I like those were the circles I ran in, and so it was just like like a, like a fun little bounce between tish and the college of arts and science yeah yeah when
3: i worked there i worked at uh very briefly Mm -hmm. i did one year when Mm -hmm. i first moved to new york and i worked uh in in the fine art department which is not in tish okay it's in uh Gallatin? No, No, not Gallatin. Gallatin's like self Steinhardt. You were in Uh Steinhardt. I was in Steinhardt. And we were in the Barney building, which was (laughs) far away from Washington Square. Uh We weren't next to any other part of NYU. It was right by 2nd and 10th. Oh, yeah. And so the art department was there, Uh very separate from the rest of the college. And then for some reason, which I am, uh, I believe was uh, an issue with some former deans who had some beef about something. Okay. They moved fine art (laughs) out of Tish into Steinhardt, which is also education, and I think like physical therapy. Yeah, it yeah, Really, uh-huh. I would go to these. I uh, was an arts administrator there, and oh. I would go to these ad- administrator things for Steinhardt. And I would be the only person from the art department at them and everybody else would be from these wild things, but I would go to like the administrator's luncheon, which happened once a semester Uh and live tweet it (laughs) and and be mortified the entire, just every time I was coming back, I was like, my boss is going to confront me. Wow. We found your Twitter. (laughs) We saw you live tweeting this thing.
4: I mean, the only reason you were at these administrator's luncheons was because of this beef, I guess, between those deans. Uh That's so Otherwise I could have been
3: hanging out with people from theater and dance and things that- maybe make a little bit more sense yeah. in relationship to fine art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um so you're doing improv yep. and do you break out of the Washington Square community and kind of are you sort seeking of, out other people?
4: Yeah, um I mean in a lot of ways I would say like 80% of the time we stayed in our bubble, which I which I sort of look back on with regret because because you hear about these people who just like come to New York and like Hit the ground running and yeah. sort of have their shits together and just and just, you know, reach out and, and seek out every opportunity. But we were just very happy staying within like a half mile radius around Washington Square Park or the East Village and sort of pseudo being pseudo, you know, amateurs and pseudo professionals and not actually like only doing shows within like our our student activities building. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean it felt like it felt like this really very real significant thing. But yeah, I mean we would go to Ask Cat at UCB like every month or so and just feel and just like m- you know, just make appearances and say hello. But it wasn't until after college that I was like, Oh, I should have invested more time and like I mean, at the time I had regrets. Now it's fine. Now I look back on it with with um, you know, no reservations. But like, yeah, at the time I was like shit, I should have actually like gone to these theaters or actually like been a part of this community even as it's someone who just supported what was going on
3: yeah support the arts support the arts
4: <laughs> support the community the takeaway is support the arts yeah. when
3: did you when did you start to meet the community that you are part of now
4: yeah um it's interesting it's it's sort of it's it's faded in and faded out pretty nicely i think i met sam taggart speaking of sam taggart who uh i collaborate with a lot and who Uh, co-produced like Homo High. Um, He and I met because of a mutual, he was a mutual friend of my roommate at NYU, uh, who's from Chicago and Sam was from Chicago at the time and he was going to school in UVA and he was visiting New York one year. Uh, and I think Sam had just come out of the closet and, um, and I can, I think I can say this and, uh, I had such a crush on him. I was (laughs) like, this is the cutest boy. I could see Sam's a beautiful man. Sam's a beautiful man. I think everyone can agree. Um, uh, no matter your gender or or sexuality. Um, I, and I was like, what a beautiful boy. Um, I just want to be friends with him. And then he moved to New York after college, uh, and then pretty soon after I've been pretty soon after that I graduated and then we started hanging out just on a platonic level. And then there was one drive back from Chicago to New York that he, so he just moved all of his stuff from Chicago and he was moving it back to New York and he had Gizmo with him. This was just in his first year of getting Gizmo his dog. Um, I don't know if I've met Gizmo. You haven't met Gizmo? I don't know. Surely you've seen him on social media. Probably. Okay. So he's this dog Um, He's just this funny little mutt and uh, is very temperamental, very aggressive, randomly (laughs) aggressive. And so it was just me and Sam in this pickup truck, or this van, I should say. Um, But all the stuff was hauled in the back. And so gizmo had to sit on my lap and for a 12 hour drive like by hour three he was going insane i'm sure and started like biting at me and i was like sam i don't know how much longer i can do this but then but then we got we got into new york at like two in the morning he drops me off at my place um and I was, and that was just one of those things where I was like, I'm in love. Like I'm, in, like Sam and I are supposed to be together. And then it took this, <laughs> and then there was this really tumultuous time when, like, I, like, confessed my feelings, and then we weren't talking for about six months. Oh no. And then after that, we sort of like made amends, and then like very naturally started to just like get together, write out like write out these fun shows and premises, and then. Things just sort of like organically blossomed into like our project. So that was, that was a, that was a, f- that's a fun reminder for me of like, oh, you can really bounce back from any sort of yeah.
3: shitty um, interpersonal thing <laughs> that you have going on. That's exciting. I uh, love Sam. Yeah. I think Sam is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, Sam is also from Michigan. Yes. Originally. He is. Uh, I think he's from Saint Joseph's or St. Joe's, he told me once. One of those. And you're from and you went to school. No. You I, have your background there. Though. I'm from Traverse City, which is a few hours north mm-hmm, of where mm-hmm. he's from. Uh and I did I guess it was it was over a year ago. Yeah. I did this performance and um I, I can't remember if I've told this on the uh-huh. podcast before, but I was doing this performance and uh, I had Amy Zimmer yep. and Sam both mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, with my meager ability hired them, uh-huh. uh, you know, very <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> stipend. I was able to pay them. Oh, but well, at least there was a stipend. I hired them to be part of this stupid thing that I was doing called True Detective Season 3 where I like did this long comedy performance uh-huh. thing and made all this art about it, blah, blah, blah. And anyways I great. I wanted Sam to play this police officer. Okay. And he was supposed to be a cop in the in the production uh-huh. <laughs> loosely production. But, yep. Yep. <laughs> so I asked Sam I got this great police uniform from a friend of mine who's uh-huh. a painter oh. who had this and it's, you know, like Movie level, really great, wow. very heavy fake gun. Okay. one of those batons that snaps out. Um, those are
4: hard to procure. I mean, the I, gun especially. I feel
3: like that they're both illegal. The, yeah, absolutely. You can't have those. I don't. No, think. you should. You um, yeah, you should be in jail. I was very nervous carrying those on the uh, train. I oh. did not wear the uniform, uh, right, but right, took right. it out and, and I had. Sam told Sam you know I'm pretty sure this will fit you like this guy's a tall guy it's his outfit and I said Sam the only thing that you need to bring is I have this whole outfit if you could wear like black sneakers or or boots if you have them Uh Uh, and he showed up. Wearing Tevas. Oh, with socks, Which was amazing. So he was. <laughs> That's his trademark. Yeah, he was his cop who like, <laughs> had to who walk in when I was wearing his Tevas. Open toed
4: <laughs> sandals. Oh, like, my God. He came
3: out of the back. Uh, he has to come out of this audio cue and he mm-hmm. comes out and I just fucking like almost had to stop because I was laughing so hard and it was one of the. It made. <laughs> The character a hundred times funnier. Great, I was, it was so, so yeah, yeah. It I was, was one so of the excited. things that was so perfect. But oh, great. So you two are writing together, and you did. Um, did you start with live on Broadway, or were you experimenting with other stuff before that? No, too?
4: yeah, we were. Um, live on Broadway was sort of the first thing for us, where we were like, "What if let's just do this?" And it was it was Sam's idea to just have like a Shakespearean, like a not a Shakespearean, but just like a very serious, um, you know theatrical thing where people would just uh, were it was like an like an all-male cast mm-hmm. all gay male cast doing um uh, an episode of sex in the city not a reading but an actual staged production yeah and I was like oh yeah that's that's hilarious um let's see let's just like cast this with our dream cast and so we just got all these people together and and yeah and just like you know that th- those were great exercises in just like being resourceful and just Going forward with an idea and executing something, even when you don't fully have a sense of what it would look like, um, which I think is valuable. Sometimes it's, I mean, sometimes it's clumsy. Sometimes it 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 works against you, but hopefully you still learn something. But yeah, that was one of the first things that Sam and I did. It was one of the first things I produced that felt sort of like, oh, we can really, um, we can really just sort of, you know beef this up as like a like a fun like event for you know the uh, all these different t- communities like the queer community the comedy community and the alt comedy community and just sort of have pulled that all in and um, it was fun and that was yeah like january of twenty four fifteen, i want to say and then we've been doing it like once a year ever since yeah, yeah. i
3: regret that i haven't seen one because okay. I've, I've seen every episode of sex in the city you have yes i'm a big fan great uh <laughs> <laughs> I had a when I lived in Arizona I was a high school teacher for a while okay. and I had summers off. Oh, and great. my roommate Michelle was uh, an elementary school teacher, I think, at the time. Cool. And so it's so hot there in the summer yeah, you, you yeah. cannot go outside. No. So she and I had summers off. Uh-huh. Our other roommate had to go to work every day, which we thought was hilarious. <laughs> and uh but so you were w- cooped up indoors. Yes, yeah, so we would sit at home and we would drink white wine with ice <laughs> and watch Sex in the City. And <gasps> I saw over the course of a summer, uh, I think there were seven seasons? Were there more than that? Yeah, it was like six, Six, six? and the, the six was split in two. Yeah. yeah. So I saw the entire series in one summer wow. and really got into it. Um, yep. And yeah, I have made a couple art pieces that were loosely <gasps> based on it. And wow. so I'm, I'm eager to see when you all do another one because I'd... I'm really interested in what episode you picked. Of course. I'll let you know, but what were your art pieces? Uh, I did one. These were like digital collage pieces that Great. I was making, but one of them uh, was just work that I put on Tumblr, and it was um, this giant kind of really, this image that I found of this beautiful, tall, like really fetishy food f- uh, cheeseburger, uh-huh, just a uh-huh. huge one. And then I Photoshopped on the Post-it note from, I think, Think From Burgers. Season six, episode seven yeah. of Burgers Post It. Yeah. I can't do this or whatever so it is. Yeah. yeah, don't hate me. Don't hate me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's the Post It. It's Burgers Breakup Post It for carry on a Burger. On a Burger. And oh, just, that's great. I mean, these really stupid pun <laughs> no, things that's or something, great. but that was uh, a. <laughs> no, I'm a. I, I really. <laughs> but I think that, too, the. Uh, I think the interesting thing that you all were doing, while well, it's very funny, too, is uh-huh. that you're doing something that's intentionally pretty subversive and kind of, you know, I've heard you speak pretty articulately in interviews and other things uh-huh. like that, which I've really appreciated about representation and being vocal about this because sure. I think that that's something that, you know, obviously it's like on the one hand it's kind of like, oh, all these gay guys and one straight woman do right, this right. thing and yeah. like isn't that funny to mm-hmm. flip the script or something, but it's pretty like politically motivated in terms sure. of like a critique, even if you're having a hell totally. of a lot of fun with it, right? Totally. And even
4: then and like I think yeah like I've, I've I've spoken on it a couple times and um, I remember uh, Seth Simons came in and he was writing for Splitsider at the time uh, and he just had this whole write up which was, which was really nice of him but yeah this was a couple years ago and then at the time my views were pretty have even evolved since then where at the time I think in the interview he quoted me as saying like uh, he asked everybody in the cast, like, do you think there is such a thing as gay comedy and gay mm-hmm. humor? Yeah, and I read I, Right. And I was just and I sort of gave the answer of like, yeah, I think there is like there's um, there's a specific sort of niche to it. And there's a there's a there's a there's a really set, param- not a set parameter, but there's a there's a pretty localized um thing that you can pull from within the gay community. And then. But then I, but then, so that, so then, yeah, so I answered first. And then Julio Torres, who's in the <laughs> cast, who plays Miranda, um, uh, who's played Miranda in every iteration. I mean, Julio said something in that moment where he was just like, well, no, I don't think there is, because um, me being gay or queer does not affect my sensibility necessarily. And it shouldn't, uh, me being gay or queer shouldn't make a difference to an audience member. Sure. Um, or at least to like, you know, the ideal platonic ideal of an audience member. And so, and and that was just this epiphany for me that like, um, like in that moment I realized like, oh, two seconds earlier, I just said the complete opposite, but I was like, oh yeah, actually, no, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty spot on. And, but, but yeah, no, I mean like, so yeah, it's, you know, my opinions and thoughts have evolved since then, but no, for sure. I mean, we, we wanted this to be a fun wink at, um yeah, just representation and people not really, um, gay men not really having this 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 ownership of certain things that are slightly geared towards us, mm-hmm. um, and especially with this piece, with with something like Sex in the City that sort of includes us but sort of you know, it just sort of makes a mockery of us at the same time. Like it was just fun to sort of take that back and also have the same sort of bi-directional pull on yeah. it where we're making fun of it but we're also celebrating it yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. and i think in the i remember because i reread that piece in the last couple of days just yeah. getting ready mm-hmm. for this and there was part of it i think too where is it was the writer's name seth simons seth simons, <laughs> seth yeah. simons mm-hmm. um had also pointed out you know and clearly y'all were referencing this but that there are these gay characters on sex in the city but they're pretty two-dimensional exactly yeah basically accoutrements and like yeah, yeah. Hip, hip factor enhancements right. for these women because yep. if you're a sort of um cultured woman in new york mm-hmm. and these types of things like you have you simply- this handbag you have these shoes and then you have a gay friend <laughs> exactly or something, which yep. is like pretty reductive sure um, sure for, yeah i'm sure it's somebody to watch right and, and that's uh yeah and that's something too that i wanted to ask you about because obviously you are a scholar of pop culture and very, very <laughs> no accredited. I've not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not accredited anyway. But, yeah. but, um, I'm curious too, cause growing up in things like that, where you probably didn't have mm-hmm. representations of things that yeah. you saw yourself in. Yeah. Is there kind of a, uh, is there kind of a love hate with some of the stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, but
4: I, I can't even be too specific about, you know, that kind of love, hate, that sort of tension. But, uh, you don't yeah. have to name names. No, okay. <laughs> I won't name names. Uh, I uh yeah, I mean it was uh it was, it was always tough just watching especially sketch shows or things that were that were just just comedic things and and uh works that were just like that would either um like just just otherize queerness or asianness or or whatever and just Sort of skewering that, I, just the idea of being of being different was was funny. I mean, yeah, but the, I think I think um, I think the velocity with which I, I mean, like I've moved from that, and and sort of our culture has moved on from that is is really exciting. And um, like two years ago, just starting broad gay, like I I would have really just been hung up about um, been hung up on only including gay men, like cisgendered gay men, um. As sort of that being the political statement, but then as soon as as soon as you start thinking about inclus- inclusivity, it's it's like oh well no why why can't there be other why can't we just open up that queer um, scope a little bit and just bring in all these other these, these other great performers too that um, fall under different letters of, of the acronym and so yeah I mean it's 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 it, it, you start off being a little solipsistic and thinking okay well I have to relate this back to myself in mm-hmm. some way and then as soon as you open that up to Things that you don't even have um, a direct uh, stake or relationship to. I mean, it, it just opens up really nicely, and and sort of you 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 aren't beholden to that anymore. I don't think. I mean, if we do another broad gay, like it will obviously be an all queer cast, but like I won't even be too worried about castability or just 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 you know like I won't worry about casting. Does that make sense? I won't mm-hmm. worry about well, it has to be all cisgendered gay men like i can just really open that up and not not worry about being too specific with like what the criteria are you know
3: but it seems like it makes sense to if that's your lived experience at the first time that you're kind of producing and taking something on like this is a this is a story i'm comfortable telling this is what i want to see and so you do that and then once you kind of have produced that and put it out into the world then Mm -hmm. you kind of think okay now i've got that checked now let's see how just like you're saying we can bring other people into it and that's um great i I think think, i think yeah i think that's like a good model uh, uh
4: for just just opening your work up to to sensibilities or no not even sensibilities opening your work up to to people who who you didn't uh you 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 never thought to sort of direct or engage with. I mean, what Sam and I joke about is that we start, our first project was Broad Gay, which was just us, word for word, just reading someone else's stuff and just like giving our take on that. And then our next project was Lake Homo High, which was more original, was was more, it was more our actual jokes and and stuff like that and ideas and pitches, Um, but it was still set in a genre Mm -hmm. um, of high school dramas. And then I think as we keep going, it's like, oh, we're moving away from starting off with something that's not, we don't even have that much ownership of, and actually having that spring pad us into stuff that we have our stamp on, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Stay tuned.
1: You're growing up, and I wish you would stay. You're growing up the way you are today. Playing children's games Sometimes I wish you'd stay the same Time flies by just out of you I close my eyes, there's no one but you You're growing up, reaching for the sky You're growing up, right before my eyes
0: the growing up years, they're so important. That's why we use more than six ounces of milk to make just one of these craft Singles. So your kids can grow up with a good source of protein and calcium, Craft Singles.
1: You're growing up right before my
0: eyes. Good food to grow up on. I'd prefer you didn't smoke in here right now. Don, I am appreciative of your talents, and although that cannot be measured, I have made an effort to quantify. (laughs) (laughs)
1: $2,500. I, uh...
0: Thank you. That's what you say. (laughs) Uh, uh. Have you read her? Rand. Atlas Shrugged. That's the one. Yes, yes it is. See, I know you haven't read it. When you hit 40, you realize you've met or seen every kind of person there is. And I know what kind you are, because I believe we are alike.
1: I assume that's flattering.
0: By that I mean you are a productive and reasonable man and in the end completely self-interested. It's strength. We are different, unsentimental about all the people who depend on our hard work. Take a dollar ninety-nine out of that twenty-five hundred dollars and buy yourself a copy.
1: I will.
3: wearing a bunch of hats right now That's great um, um so lake homo high yeah is a genre show mm-hmm. and it is if if i'm i watched um i don't i think i was the 52nd person view this and it's not your fault because you didn't put it online that's okay yeah it's my fault it's no my fault. it was before you uh you and matt and sam yeah were all part of
4: Yes. You um, were
3: down in Philly. We were down at in good, Philly. good comedy. Yep. And you were mm-hmm. going to do a production of it. And there was sort of like a, I'm assuming it was a Facebook live talk or something, but somebody posted. Yep. The, um, some outlet in Philadelphia posted. And anyways, I just watched it because it was like a 12 minute yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It was fun to watch y'all banter. <laughs> but I think you described it as... Um, Degrassi or Dawson's Creek, but everyone's gay. I bet everyone's gay. Yeah, that's that's basically and it. Does every I haven't seen this show either. And it's fine. Does everybody know that each other are gay? Or yeah, okay.
4: So um, <laughs> so we 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 kept these arcs going. It was fun. It was so what what the the way that the show came about was years ago. Sam and I wrote a Degrassi parody sketch where apparently there's a scene, I'm not that familiar with Degrassi as a, and as a dual citizen, as a Canadian citizen, I, I'm ashamed to say this, I don't really know Degrassi that well. Mm. But anyway, um, Sam, Sam loved, was fixated on this moment, I, apparently some character comes out of the closet um, in a really dramatic way on the show and he just loved that and so he wanted to just write a sketch parody where everybody, all the students come out of the closet to each other dramatically mm-hmm. within the span of like Two minutes like seven <laughs> characters come out of the closet um it was really so it was really funny, and then we stealing each other's valor exactly back to back yep yep, yep. It's just, my moment and it which is, which is it's so it's it's yeah it's so funny it works on so many levels um, but then Phil Philip Markle and Amy Donnelly at the annoyance um New York rest in peace uh just you know we're, we're testing out runs of shows at the uh you know, a couple years ago and then uh, they asked us to pitch something we just sort of were like, what if we serialized this one thing that we did years ago? Um, So yeah, everyone at the high school is gay. It takes place in this town called Blake Homo. Um,
3: Are their parents gay?
4: The parents are also gay. Okay. Everyone is gay. Cops. Cops, teachers, I mean, everyone. And so then there's, and so we we built in this storyline where um, Reagan era pharmaceuticals were dumped in the lake in the 80s. And so there was was just a (laughs) cocktail of, of toxins and such that um, turned everyone in the town gay. That's a really good origin story. It's a great origin story. And then, so the first quote unquote season, which was just like six episodes, quote unquote episodes. So these were all live episodes, but every week we had to turn out like 26 pages of new material. Yeah. It was kind of insane. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, the, the, the arc was that these two um, federal scientists, like NIH scientists came down to the lake and they, st- you know, they start out straight and then by the end of the season they turn gay and they fall in love with each other and they take <clears> it upon <throat> themselves to warn the town that um these toxins are poisoning everybody. Um but anyway, yeah, so that was <laughs> it's it's just it's so silly to, to even describe back. But um but no, that was yeah, that was fun. And we had a fun run at the Annoyance, went down to Philly at Good Good, which which is great. And um yeah, did this Facebook live Q and A, which was fun. <laughs> at a gay bar, which was fun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you knew uh, all the songs that were playing in the background and we did and I was watching it there was one that you didn't and uh-huh. I was listening as hard as I could to try to because I wanted to tell you what it was oh and you you, you can make it out I don't think I know which one it was at first I thought that it was <laughs> I, I don't remember the name of this song but it was just playing um, I don't even know what era this is from okay. I first heard it in Visiting a Friend in San Francisco I want to say in like 2006 okay maybe it was maybe this came out after that and I'm conflating my memories no, numbers, no, but no. It's. I thought that it was that song that goes like, something like, uh, like smoke machines and laser rays. I right you go. Dun, dun, dun. Do I don't know, that know song? this song, but I love it. It came on, I just heard it at Alphaville the other night, right when is we walked Sylvester? in. Is it
4: Sylvester? Is that a Sylvester song? I don't song? even
3: know who sings it. And wow. the people that I was with, I said, this is that song. It's like, you know, and I was singing to it and they were like, we've never heard this song before. Oh. And I was like, I thought this was a really popular song because someone played it for me once. And they're like, this is, <laughs> this is the shit, right? And I was like, I guess, yeah, this is the shit. I mean, yeah. But nobody, <laughs> no. nobody apparently has heard this song. Oh, that bums me out. Uh, if anybody knows what that is, please, I can't. Uh, there's still no Shazam for humming. There is so none. If you, you're right. If you could tweet at me and tell me what song that is, because it's kind of driving me insane, mm-hmm. and I don't even think I know the lyrics. So I can't. It's, <laughs> sometimes I can think of things and then type them, uh, really... into Google and right. find it, and I have no idea where that is. Shoot. Um, so <laughs> oh. we have to talk. Yeah. About so we just brought up Matt Rogers. Yes, we Was in Lakemo High. Yes, and we have to talk about your podcast. Yeah, because it's. Uh, It is addictively bitchy. Oh, did I say that? You did. I'm quoting, and I'm not. I'm trying not to say bitch ever. So I know me too. I'm uh, quoting the. I'm quoting someone else's thing, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh, it's really fucking funny. Thanks. Yeah, that means a lot. It's the was the last one with Catherine Cohen. Last one was with Catherine Cohen. It was (laughs) so funny. She's so
4: great, and I mean, yeah, we just. um, I mean, so far it's worked out because it's just us chatting with friends, and there there've been a couple of like. Sort of more peripheral people who we don't necessarily have a relationship with, uh, starting out. But, um, but we just brought them in because because they're 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 prolific in their own way. But yeah, it's I'm I'm happy to talk about it because I feel like I haven't been on the other side of this.
3: I know. I was curious situation. what that was like. it's, Have it's Have y'all great. been doing it for about a year?
4: About a year, yeah, but a year and a half. You've done forty forty something episodes. Yeah. We we we're, we're getting on a more regular cadence now, which is great. We used to just. We used to have a running gag in the first dozen or so episodes that we were always on hiatus, and because our episodes were like three weeks apart, <laughs> we're like, "We're back from hiatus." Um, but now, yeah, now we're on a weekly schedule, which is great, um, yeah. and it's been really fun. And yeah, I don't know how you feel hosting your own podcast, but it's 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 such a it's such a strange medium, and uh-huh. um, but you, but it's strange, but it's also very fun because. You really, it really is, you really do have a lot of flexibility with how you, with how you produce something. And, um, but yeah, the podcast is fun. Um, it started out as just sort of like, and and it's so funny because I'm listening to Brett Davis's podcast, the podcast for laundry, mm-hmm. which is also on our network. He's a, he's a, he's a sister pod, um. But he has these segments in and it's just his it's got the Brett Davis layer of things, which is really great. And then he has his segments um, that are just like punny and and just like intentionally like, oh, God, what is this? <laughs> um, and in that Brett Davis sort of way. But uh, he has one segment called Bleach, Please. So it's a laundry themed <laughs> podcast. He has a segment called Bleach, Please, where it's like he like forces his guests very uncomfortably into like using that catchphrase and and building working that into like (laughs) into like a statement or whatever and i was like oh this is like this is eerily like what something that we do on las (laughs) culturistas called i don't think so honey (laughs) which is um a minute long rant where you incorporate the phrase i don't think so honey but then it made me realize that we started out doing i don't think so honey as like an ironic catchphrase like wink to like Oh, isn't it funny how isn't it so silly how podcasts have these segments that are yeah. centered around <laughs> catchphrases and silly games and like what if we had one called I don't think so like starting out like Matt and I were just like let this is this is our wink at like this is our subversive take on podcast uh-huh. you know structure and it's one of those things where like the abyss stares back because <laughs> like, or like you know you stare long enough at the catchphrase and the catchphrase stares back because it's like we would we would do it and then we would have fun with it but then people would start saying it at us mm-hmm. tweeting it at us and we were like mm. oh this we've lost control of this <laughs> but it's fine and now it's like now and now it's something that i hold so now i'm so precious about it and it's crazy like i never thought i would i would leave that place of like ironic detachment from the catchphrase because yeah. now I'm just so invested in like uh, no, how I, people use it. I it's...
3: understand. It's kind of, well <laughs> obviously you've probably listened to plenty before sure, you started yeah. and you uh-huh. kind of, you get to, certain ones grow on you and hosts and guests who maybe recur things and you kind of get these yep. nostalgic parts for, oh remember when they used to do this bit but yeah, they don't do yeah. anymore but then I'm really glad that they're doing this new one. Yeah. That <laughs> one wasn't that funny or something but, uh-huh, so uh-huh. yeah, there's everybody kind of, um even though they're doing really different things, they're kind of these things that especially if you're producing something every week, you sort of think, well, that's a consistent thing. I want right. to keep doing it. And yep. and it's impossible to reinvent the wheel every single time. Sure. So I think that that's really funny because I've um, – I don't need to name any specific thing that I've done on here. But there have been a few <laughs> things that at first I was like, I'm going to do this because it's going to like, you know, kind of proud it what a podcast right, yeah, really yeah. is. And then now I like really like doing <laughs> like obsessing over Isn't that funny? Things. Um, but yeah, I think it's good. And so and it so it went from I don't think so honey goes from this uh ironic segment thing to yeah. now it's the live show. Now it's the live show and like and you're doing one tomorrow night. We're doing one tomorrow this night. This will come out on Sunday. That's so great. we're talking about the past, right? We're talking now.
4: about the past. It's okay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so at Littlefield? At Littlefield. Yeah. yeah. Um we we did this back in March. And it was really, really fun, and it, it, it just it exceeded my expectations at least because I was like, oh, we're making, we're we're bringing on fifty comedians to do one <clears throat> minute of material. Like, w- who do we think we are? That's, that is that that's that's a wild ask. The but
3: admin involved in that seems outlandish. I mean, we, but it was surprisingly easy. Like, we
4: just, um, you know, had like a forum email, but I mean, it was just, um, we just had this list of like a hundred or so people. Yeah, and we reached out to about seventy until like. We reached fifty, and uh, because because a bunch of them said no for, for for their own good reasons, but yeah, I mean, so we did that in March, and it was great. It was really fun, and um, you know, and and we just thought you know we'd wait five months to do another one, but mm-hmm. we're doing that. I'm really excited. We've got great people, um, and some other fun things. Like, I mean, it's weird. It's like I never never would have thought that this would have been like a thing that like would have <laughs> sort of been in my been in my
3: of, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's pretty I mean it's very funny because it's uh A, as I listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. I, I always empathize with you and Matt having to come up with a new one oh, every sure. single week <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I just yeah. think, oh that sounds insane and then I uh-huh. you know, so it's it's something that I deeply appreciate that y'all come up with that. And I like the reactions of the people because clearly some people know exactly Yes. And are ready for it. And some people are, are Catherine are just, yes. seemed very ready for it. And Catherine then, is a pro. Um when Peter Smith was on, they were just sort of. Could well, you just make one up for me?
4: But, like they knew
3: what they were doing. Yeah. Like they knew what it
4: was, and they were just like, I don't know. Just, just. I couldn't just have imagined. One out. But, yeah,
3: I couldn't have imagined a better response from Peter. It was great, um, and
4: then they did. Um, they did. Yeah, we we pulled uh from the troll bowl, which is just like uh-huh. you know we we determined for them, uh what, what what the topic would be, and then we pulled the 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 hardworking middle class. God. Yeah. And then they just kind of went with it, but obviously, like they. <laughs> Like they hit their roadblocks and they were like, um, uh, yeah, and it was oh, great,
3: so funny. What a yeah, what a wonderful thing to uh, be forced to immediately shit talk on <laughs> just, on a recording. It's it's pretty. It's, Are it's there funny. highlights from? Do most people when you're doing the live show uh-huh. do they bring their own or do they like to pull from the so, troll yeah. bowl? Um, the the
4: the the only time we've done it so far, um, we just introduced the troll bowl as this new element uh at the live show sort of the day of and it was really just this like idea that we had that we had like Anna Dresen, who's uh, a mm-hmm. friend of ours was just like you guys should just you guys should write down a bunch of universally beloved things um that would be hard for someone to go negative on and put them in a bowl and like have people draw from that if they like, can't think pay of any raises pay raises <laughs> i mean like we did like um god mo fry like God bless her. She was like, I'll do the troll bowl. And everyone's like, yeah, great. And she was excited. And then we pulled David Bowie and she had to shit on David (laughs) Bowie for for a minute. And she was like, God damn it. And she, you would tell she was so mad. And then her, her angle, her spin on it was, um, <laughs> like like you're like you're from space, you should have saved us before you passed or you went you moved yeah. you moved on or something. It was, it was funny. Um but no, most people came on with their own pre written things. Yeah. But I think now with this sort of new element in the mechs, people might um for this next live show, it might be a, a more even split. We'll see.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's um I think it's a really funny format and it's fun. And it's really great to uh it's really great to hear somebody you know, just for a minute. Yeah, it's a good venting thing. Sure. I feel like if somebody, I feel like that's like Lewis Black has made a whole fucking career oh, out of sure. just doing that for an hour. Right, right. But, but I mean, there's a stamina it, thing. It's yeah. like I can't. Like the audience cannot stay with you on this <laughs> no. for that long. They seem to. They seem to be staying with him fine. <laughs> I think the yeah, the one minute thing is really funny. And when y'all are doing the live show, are you interjecting with the countdown thing too? We well, are interjecting I, with the that countdown. Creates. very hilarious level of on the urgency yeah yeah um no we do we um have
4: paddles I'd say 30 seconds 15 seconds 5 seconds uh that's one minute and yeah it's I mean we just want to I I've been um I've been pushing to sort of embellish it more and like add another like surprise element for this live show but I think I think I think we're pretty full up it's like that Coco Chanel thing like take one thing off before you leave the house I'm like okay I shouldn't make this too busy mm-hmm.
3: um besides but, having 50 comics, besides years. having
4: 50 comics i mean yeah it's not busy at all <laughs> uh i am I, i'm always trying to sort of like throw a wrench into things and matt surprisingly is the person because like our demeanors on the podcast are it's a very spock and kirk thing where i'm sort of the one who's sort of running him in and when he as he goes crazy but just creatively <laughs> like off off the record when we're talking about the podcast like how to how to approach it differently he seems to be pretty conservative in his in his view of things, where he's like, let's just if it's working now for now, let's just keep it the same. But then I'm always worried that people are sort of getting burnt out on this whole, because I feel like a monster when it comes to like po- like posting <laughs> press and stuff. I'm just like God, I, like it's the like in the abyss stares back. I'm like I never thought I'd be this person. Like oh. I would like you like you would you would po- you'd like point and laugh at the people who just like always network and always do the thing of just posting their shows and 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 now and then you just become that person well
3: that's (laughs) some people's there's a I think there's an earnest um, probably dislike that some people have for that and then there's a then there's another crop of people who dislike it because um, maybe they're just frustrated that they're also not necessarily doing anything And, and I think the, the two aren't mutually exclusive i'm yeah. sure there's I'm sure it's a spectrum and there are people who have different uh reasons but the other thing is you're you're doing things though that really revolve around bringing people together from a community to do something oh, it's not that's nice. you're not doing you're not posting your singular stand-up that you're doing every single night of the week it's this thing that there are 50 other people involved in this thing besides the two of you or when you're doing these more theatrical productions Mm that are scripted and things you're bringing in a cast you're bringing in all this stuff so it's a really different kind of thing where you're that's
4: nice
3: you are producing stuff right sure yeah and that's really Mm -hmm. different than saying look at what i'm doing right It's, it's really like look what we're doing. And you're just taking responsibility for it because all of these people are kind of depending on sure. you or Matt to do the architecture it or you or Sam if you're doing this other yeah, thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's fine. I don't. Oh that's really nice of you. I to don't say. think that you post things too much. Okay, cool. Although I did like when you kept <laughs> posting about things being classist for a long time. Oh yeah. That, that was extremely funny. Thanks.
4: And then I ran out of steam with that. And I was like, <laughs> maybe. And then and then and then like after the election I was like, and not not to bring up the election, but after the election I was like, maybe maybe this is too close to home. Uh-huh. Maybe this is actually a real thing. <laughs> um oh, but yeah. Oh, that's I appreciate that cuz I mean, I think I yeah frequency is not something i deal well with like i just i have to be doing it all the time <laughs> yeah
3: i think that well if you search for if you search your twitter handle and then just the word classes they're, they're paced pretty tastefully apart i think oh so sure they oh. <laughs> i think <laughs> while you were doing it for the for a while uh-huh. while you were doing it i just thought that i knew that you were being funny right but i thought no one thinks like some very strange things are classics, but I'm <laughs> I'm I'm with this. I'll follow. And then I read an interview where you were talking about, like I've been doing this for a while. And I don't know if people still think it was funny. And yeah. I just started laughing so hard. Uh, like, oh, I've thought that that was extremely funny. I mean,
4: it's it's so hard to get because
3: so, some of it was like a very legitimate critique. Sure, like, and yeah. then other things I was just like, what the fuck? It's like, what is, like <laughs> it's a shenan. Um,
4: well, how, how do you feel about that with your with your own stuff? Where it's like. I
3: have a very hard time gauging optics or whatever with like uh, what I do. I'm just like,
4: but should I care even? Like, I that's, don't.
3: I don't think so. Unless somebody, I guess somebody could eventually go and say, look at how much this person repeats this. grab sure, sure. it But people who spend the time doing that to say, look at this person uses this material a lot, are kind of obnoxious. A little and, bit, and it's not really your problem. And also, it's fucking Twitter. Sure, but
4: also, I mean i was i was gonna say who watches the watchman but i don't think that applies
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was be like, who watches the screen I was, uh,
4: yeah i was gonna be like who screen caps the screen cappers but they're screen capping us so yeah, never mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> they,
3: i think people do that you get those sometimes you see those particularly um i don't know i'm very i'm very left of center in my politics yeah, and, and identify clearly with um this leftist movement that's mm-hmm, happening mm-hmm. things like that but some of my comrades are just insufferable <laughs> when it comes uh-huh. to the screen. Oh, it's, sure. I don't understand the, the screen grabbing specifically and the hate following of particular. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. And oftentimes it's very funny. Like, I nothing I love more than a good own on like a oh, centrist yeah. liberal who shoots himself in the foot by saying something stupid of or course. tweeting, comparing the two. Like, ha ha ha! Isn't this funny? But <laughs> when it gets to, it's a screen cap of that person when it is like that Inception pizza that somebody was yeah. making where there are little pizzas on the pizza um, and it's right, like yeah, yeah, this mise en or sure, roast sure, sure. effect or whatever ah! these things are called. <laughs> when you do the selfie in the mirror with the mirror. Right, when it's right. that many screen grabs, like I don't fucking care. No. It's not funny And anymore. also it's like, it's why
4: are, yeah. How You're really dredging from this place <laughs> that you, be, you shouldn't even be paying attention to. <laughs> it's, it's
3: weird. It's okay though. I think that but it's a funny, there's a, I mean, repetition, obviously, is a pretty key part of comedy. Sure. But repetition, when you kind of also know that something isn't maybe, I think you said in the thing that I was reading when I started laughing uh-huh. about this was you said, you know, I don't think it was even funny was to ha- begin with. It was half a joke for five times. And then I just kept it. And I think that yeah. <laughs> but those are, I don't know. And that's maybe like a niche taste. But that's some of my favorite stuff oh, is when good. somebody just won't let something die. And I uh-huh. don't. And I mean only at their own expense. Oh, sure, not sure. Like pestering the shit out of somebody and over it, bullying somebody because you have like the the resilience to do that. I oh, don't really yeah, think that yeah. that's particularly entertaining. But when someone just to, for no other reason than to entertain themselves is yeah. doing this thing, I always, I will always back that. Oh
4: well, well that's that's nice. Okay. And that's
3: yeah, you know what? That that checks out. That seems pretty. That
4: seems like an airtight thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool.
3: <laughs> I, I like it when people have their different, uh, a lot of the comics that I follow and people that I really respect, they've all got these weird things that you can tell they're kind of working out on sure. Twitter for a while, and, uh-huh. but in a way, because it's just, it's just like writing in a notebook, except you gauge some real-time feedback. Totally. And then it's always really fun when three or four months later, you're at a show and they go up and they embody this thing. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, oh, wow. Isn't that's
4: that, Yeah. They've
3: it's, they've sort of used, they've gotten they've
4: gotten something more meaningful out of just workshopping it quote unquote online yeah, and like they've 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 been able to like parlay that into something else which is cool yeah I think oh yeah I think speci- I think I'm I'm just gonna name drop here, uh your last one of your last guests Lorelai does that
3: oh, Lorelai yeah. Ramirez does that <laughs> so well she'll just I mean it's mostly on Facebook where she'll just go into these. I Um, always misread the fucking thing on there, too, where it's like, (laughs) I need to tell you guys. Since, I don't fall for it anymore. But there were probably, I'm going to (laughs) say, six or seven over the course of a few months where I thought, oh, no, what happened? Yeah, And then then I clicked, like, expand, you know, because they're so long. And then I just sat there, and I was like, are you fucking asshole? She she starts
4: them off really earnest, and you're like, oh, my God, Lorelai, I had no idea that... Like a dog bit your mm-hmm. face off and you're, but then yeah. you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. A dog mm-hmm. bit your face off? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do that, but then I've done the thing where I've copy pasted tweets. I mean, not literally copy pasted tweets where I've like adapted that into something live, like in stand up, and it's just like failed spectacularly, which is also a great lesson. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh yeah, I just um I, and I've even had this 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 sort of realization recently where um like yeah, I call myself a producer over even like a live comic even like it's it's um yeah, like going back to this thing where <laughs> at least for now like in this 2 month stretch like I hate doing shows or I'll say no to shows. Um yeah, I think and I think that's okay. I, I think I think I'm 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 in an okay place with it where I'm not going to really wallow in shame or anything or guilt um because yeah i I think i think it's okay to have that identity crisis or to say "Mm, maybe i'm not this thing at this particular time i don't know yeah
3: no i think that's on the i just had this uh guest that i mentioned at the at the top rachel hyman from chicago Mm -hmm. and she's a poet and Mm. she was talking last week about this kind of con and this is very different it's apples and oranges but sometimes she's saying this kind of you know well i'm um sort of taking a break from uh, reading my poetry mm. and, and writing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I start to question, am I, am I a real writer? Am I a real poet? And what does that mean if I take blah, blah, But it's, I mean, and I think the more that I thought about it over, uh, I guess about the last week since yeah. we recorded and things, and as you're saying this right now, I'm thinking about, but there's so many different roles that people play. Oh, yeah. And it's what I was referencing earlier with the, you're obviously somebody who has a skill set that, a lot of other people um, don't necessarily have, which is like an organizational capacity that you can put things together. Mm. And not only that you can structurally do it, but that all of these different people trust you to do it. Oh. And that's like, I mean, I have a lot of friends that I love. <laughs> and if they asked me to be involved in something, I might say yes. And 50% of me would be like, this is not happening. Like, this isn't going to... I mean, I'll say yes, because it sounds fun, but you're not yeah. going to do this. I That's know you're not going to accomplish it. Or, And I don't mean to be... I'm not trying to be mean, but no, I just No, no, no. And I have friends who... And they have very, very different strengths. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, they're oftentimes a hundred times better at anything mm-hmm. that I, I wish that I could do. Oh, and yeah. And so I think that... But there's so many roles to inhabit in, I think, comedy that... Totally. at the end of the day if 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 only you know doing 5 minutes or something is the is the the thing that defines you as right. being a comedian seems kind of counterintuitive to me i mean totally. sure it's one of the it's like a foundational thing or something yep. but there's no reason to think that you can't enjoy doing it periodically that that's the only metric yeah uh, or yeah. that maybe your trajectory or whatever you're trying to do is focused in a slightly different area where that's not sure. um something that five nights a week you need to do whereas somebody else oh, you know yeah. i know a lot of people who do that and i can 100 percent understand why because yes. i see you know in a, like over the course of a year how just they're they're out there yeah just knocking
4: knocking yeah knocking, knocking it every night and yeah. then
3: they and they're building this really i think but they or wanting to go in a really specific direction. Totally. And, that, so, and th- those are their parameters and yeah.
4: yeah, and I think yeah, and I think everyone just works in their own different set of set of things and I yeah, I have gotten to this good place about it where and I, and and I've gotten to a good place about occupying a different space or wearing a different hat like at any given time and like now I'm now I'm itching to go back and on stage and do stuff yeah. and and that's and that's fun. Like I haven't felt that way in a while. 'Cause I have just been pretty hermetic mm-hmm. this summer, which is not the right season to do it. Um to be that. Uh but yeah, now I'm just like, oh now I want to do it. Like I have this fun character bit or I have this um yeah. I'm like I'm, I might try out like another new five minutes of stuff. So yeah. It's yeah. um it's good. I think I think we shouldn't be too not that anyone's doing this, but I feel like we as a community don't have to, you know, be as 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 critical of um just just yeah, as you said, being fluid and w- with those roles and just sort of letting that be in flux and, and, and in a productive way. As yeah. long as you're not like mm-hmm. shitting on someone else, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's great.
3: <laughs> um, after I had, I sent, uh, after Anna Fabrega's episode, I sent her a text, to say thanks. Mm-hmm. I was riding the train home. It was a great episode. I can't remember what the context of it was, but it was something like, I something weird had happened at there, mm-hmm. so I was like, you, you know, you were great and I love talking to you. And mm-hmm. It was really, really fun or something. And then um, I can't remember how it got to or something like that, and she said something to the effect of like that I was her favorite comedy administrator. Oh, which I really was. That's like, great. I was like, I think I like that. I mean, I always joke that. I mean, I've worked in arts administration for a long time yeah. and also taught, but arts administration—you do that because like it's a stable. You can get sure, like, a sure. salary and things like that. But it's still so like do, an, yeah. But it's like this office job or something. And then I thought, yeah, but like no comedy administration is kind of, and I'm sure that that's there great. are. I'm sure that's like. There are real jobs. That mm-hmm. is that where you sit at a desk and you do these types of things right, and you work right. for a network or you work for sure. these other things like that. But I like the idea of that and <laughs> uh, in the same way that you said that you're referring to yourself as a producer in ways because you're producing culture Yeah. And you're making things happen. And I kind of feel like I'm like, I guess I'm like an administrator sometimes. That's, that's great. That's okay. You kind yeah. of, you know. Yeah. But...
4: <laughs> it's great. It's more than okay. It's, 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 it's one of your... It's one of your calling cards. It's one of your, you know, things below your <laughs> your, your resume or something, you know? The bullet points? The yeah. bullet
3: points. That would be good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think that that's a good place to close. I feel yeah. like that's inspirational oh, good. and good advice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are definitely people, especially younger comics or people that are listening who want to get into it who... It's probably nice to hear that there are a lot of different roles that they can
4: play. Yeah, and um, it'll all makes and like once you look back on, uh, once once things start to amass and accumulate, and you can look back on something, I think it'll all make sense. Yeah, it all sort of comes together in hindsight, and that's. I mean, that's not a very insightful <laughs> thing to say, but I mean, I think it, I think it's true. Nonetheless, it's
3: it's pretty. Yeah,
4: but no, I, th- I think I think that's true. Cool.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you, Bone. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Uh, And we'll see you all next week. Bye.